Next on BYU Sports Nation, two things I think I know after two BYU preseason basketball games. He gets real on Monday. Former BYU hoops coach Steve Cleveland previews the Monday season opener with Princeton. Who are his projected starting five? Plus Ty Detmer on Tanner Mangum's role in Saturday's football game. Southern Utah head coach Demario Warren and a BYU Dunk of the Year nominee. Let's go! Dean shooting threes on the season. Emery turns around. Oh! Are you kidding me? Put that one on the highlight reel. This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation live in Radio Vision, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Thursday, November 10th, wherever and however you're dialed in. It's great to have you with us. Alongside Jerem Jordan, the Nerf Hoop Dunk Champion, I am Spencer Linton. When you have no friends, uh, a Nerf Dunk or a Nerf hoop is your friend. I remember simulating games like two teams by myself. Like, Clyde Drexler, Blazers, passes it over. Oh, stolen by Pippen, who lays it in. Like, in, in my room. That's part like, of childhood, right? Yeah, childhood. Hashtag no friends. The Nerf hoop <laughs> allows you to feel like an NBA star. Yeah, I was. Oh, I dunked with the best of them. I was, I was like the Yoli Childs of the 90s. Holy yeah. cow. Yoli, holy Yoli Childs. Yeah. Holy Yoli Man Childs. Blew the roof off the Marriott Center <laughs> last night. I mean, it happened so fast that the crowd reaction was almost like a half second late. Like, like what just shot, happened? Like, oh, yeah. and then, whoa, whoa. We're not used to seeing someone fly in like that and throw down. I don't know I mean, that there has ever been a dunk like that, ever. In the exhibition history of BYU basketball. Oh, I'm trying basketball. to think. I was trying really hard to think. I'm like, man, have I, has there been a put-back dunk like that that I can remember from BYU? Maybe one from Playstead? There's been, yes, there's been dunks like that. We just can't think of them. There's been a lot of good ball in the Marriott Center. But the fact that Yoli Childs comes in as a freshman and can do that, the, the dude is in unbelievable shape. He looks like a senior physically, and he's out of high school. Just think, just how much stronger and faster and uh, more uh, vertical, you know, to his to his vertical leap will he add at BYU? It's yeah, his length time. and athleticism yeah. are notable right now. Yeah, other than beating my high school for the state championship last year, this guy has no flaws. That's all, but that's a major one. Yoli Childs <laughs> and company lead off our BYU Sports Nation headlines: Men's basketball routing BYU Hawaii one ten to sixty three last night. In the second and final exhibition game, a very balanced effort for the Cougars offensively, which brings us to an early stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Seven BYU players scored in double figures. Seven. That's a lot. Kyle Davis, Eric Mika, TJ Haas, Nick Emery, Colby Lafeson, Braden Shaw, and Yoli Childs. That's pretty good. Uh, Braden Shaw, by the way, had 11 points in seven minutes. He was good. Now, BYU is not good. Uh, but BYU, I thought, played a good game. Coming up, we'll talk to Steve Cleveland and get his thoughts on this BYU basketball team. Yeah, the former coach looking through the non-blue goggles, right? Just straight-up wisdom. I don't, I don't know. Steve seems to have some blue goggles like the rest of us a little <laughs> bit. Uh, he, loves, he loves the Cougars. So, yeah, we'll, we'll get his opinion. Hey, sophomore guard Elijah Bryant apparently received some good news from the doctor on his knee because he saw some playing time yesterday. 12 minutes. We did not think that he was going to play, but... Brian, understandably, is working off some rust. For me, more getting on the court is trying to get my mental side of what I used to do is all the cutting and stuff. So 
in a sense like a bike, but I got to get the pedals moving a little bit faster. So uh, exciting to see Elijah Bryan out there. He'll certainly work his way, I think, into the lineup uh, as we go here. But uh, BYU basketball also uh, this morning announced the signing of six foot nine Colby Lee from Meridian, Idaho. He plans on going on his uh, two year LDS mission first. But uh, another Cougar signed. There are some return missionaries expected to come back for BYU. So uh, we'll discuss that uh, in the months to come. But Colby Lee out of Meridian, Idaho, signs with the Cougars. Stocking the troops. BYU opens the season Monday at home against Princeton, which is also our 2016-2017 BYU basketball preview show. Oh, yeah, baby. On Monday, assistant coach Tim Lacombe will be in studio on a huge game day. Very excited uh, for that. It's it's Thursday. Originally, the Stevenson opener was tomorrow against BYU-Hawaii, so now it's Monday in the ESPN uh, tip-off marathon. That's at 10 Eastern time on uh, Monday. Two days until BYU kicks off against Southern Utah at Lavelle Edwards Stadium yesterday, Ty Detmer. Told the media he plans to get Tanner Mangum in, but he's not sure when it will be. I don't know if we'll script a series in there for him because you always say, well, if, if we tell him it's the third series of the game and then you're backed up on your own one, it's not a fair position to put him in. So um, we'll see how the game's going. But, um, you know, we're going to go out to play the win the game first and then uh, see how it goes. But I, I would love to get him in. And that's fair. Yeah, situationally, uh, they'll try and put him in a place to succeed. Coming up tomorrow, our two-on-one with Tanner Mangum, we asked him what he expects uh, in the Southern Utah game, and if he ever asks Taysom Hill if he's tired and just wants to come out. (laughs) Watch Countdown to Kickoff live at 2 Eastern on uh, BYU TV Saturday, followed by the live game the next two weeks, by the way, Southern Utah and UMass, both live on BYU TV. 12th-ranked BYU women's volleyball will host Gonzaga tonight, 9 Eastern. You can watch that live on BYU TV. Listen on BYU Radio. The Cougars just one game back of first place San Diego in the West Coast Conference standings. And women's soccer, you know they're playing UNLV. It's Friday, 9 Eastern time, but what you don't know is that it's on BYU TV. So we will bring that to you, the first round of the NCAA tournament, Friday night. Rebels and Cougars! Live on the home of Brigham, BYU TV. Yeah, explain to me how the number three team in the country is a number four seed. I cannot without biting a tail. <laughs> it's, it's in the craw, and it will be all week. It is in the craw. My goodness. Well said. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. The two things I think I know after two preseason games. Scores Corey Lang and Justin Park out for the year. He'll be called out. Oh, my! <laughs> Childs with a great dish from Haas. It's a young group. We're going to see a lot of stuff. We're going to see a lot of things that uh, will <laughs> excite you. Go, whoa. Uh, BYU. The right play, but uh, you kind of watch them grow, and I'm, I'm excited to get started. BYU basketball drops 110 points in their second and final exhibition game last night, a 47-point route of BYU-Hawaii. Now the games begin to count for real, and BYU will open up the season against Princeton, a team that might be BYU's best non-conference opponent all year, and in turn, BYU's best opportunity at a quality win for their NCAA tournament resume. So four days away from that nationally televised showdown, we want you to answer today's Twitter question. What do you think you know about this BYU Hoops team right now? And this will be fun. We'll play this back in uh, March or something and just laugh, okay? Use hashtag BYUSN. At WDHeath40. On any given night, any player can be the leading scorer. Defenses can't clamp down on one player. They have to focus on all of them. That's a, that's a pretty good point. BYU's offense, <laughs> Lee Kamar told us yesterday, 
look, all of these guys were not recruited to play defense, per se, <laughs> but recruited to score the basketball. Which is hilarious <laughs> and true. <laughs> they can score it at a crazy yeah. clip, which is fun to watch. But then, as Blaine Fowler said, when that mentality, that, that idea that, okay, we're going to play defense too, really locks in, yeah. this could be a very, very scary team. Yeah, and championship ball, whether it be football or basketball, is valuing possession and playing good defense. That's what championship ball is in, in uh, football and basketball. Baylor, Oregon, da, da, they don't win the national title. It's Alabama that fun. runs the rock and fun plays to watch. You know what I mean? It, but it's fun to watch. So can this BYU team defend, and can they value possession to a certain degree? So Those are questions, but yeah. what do you think you know? Okay, what do I think I know? One, BYU is physically ready. There were questions about all these return missionaries, right? Eric Mika and uh, TJ Haas, they returned in uh, April, early May. They have had six months to get ready, and they look really good. I mean, once you get in season, they may have a little bit of a physical slump or something, first year back from a, a mission and whatnot. Um, but it's early, but they look physically ready. And you look at guys off the bench, too, like Yoli Childs, like we were saying. Holy shnikes, this guy is physically ready for D1 basketball. Um, so I love it. It's not just a lone peak three. This team looks ready to go. LJ Rowe's ankle, hopefully he's good. He looked good last night. Elijah Bryant is behind um, schedule because of that knee injury. I thought he would start. I don't think he'll, he'll start. I think that LJ Rose will start with TJ Hawes, Nick Emery, Kyle Davis, and Eric Mika. That's what I think they'll start uh, come Monday. Okay, so, so physically ready. Physically ready. Number two, quality depth. I don't like the word depth. It's overused all the time. I don't mean volume. I don't mean bodies. I mean guys that can come in and contribute, okay? So I just listed my starters. Then you bring other guys off the bench that can contribute and right away, and I like it. Think about it. Corbin Kafusi is not even on this roster yet. Elijah Bryan is not in playing shape yet. Colby Lafson comes in yesterday off the bench. He's, he's like one of the last guards to enter, and he hits four threes. I'm not saying he's going to hit like four threes against Gonzaga, but Bale, Lafson. These guys can shoot it, man. Peyton Dashwood comes in, uh, gets some rebounds, plays nice defense. There's a lot of dudes on this team. They come into the game, and I go, yeah, they're going to make a play. I just really like the makeup of this roster, albeit young, and, and questions surrounding how well will they defend. This team's good. We'll see how good this season. All right, number one for me in the things I think I know after two preseason basketball <laughs> games because like, there's so much there. Like nothing, yeah. <laughs> BYU's bigs are uber-talented and deep. Such a contrast from last year when it was guard-heavy. Corbin Kafusi and Kyle Davis were really the only post-threats. And can you call Corbin a threat? No. He's more of a defensive rim protector, right? Yeah. Now all of a sudden you have Eric Mika back from a mission, and he's on a mission. He's on another mission, Spencer! To score the basketball. Like, he looks so confident in the post with his back to the basket. Kyle Davis is your gritty player. He's the guy that's not going to get, like, a lot of headlines this year. He's not going to get a ton of attention. But he will do the dirty work, and he's experienced. And I love it. You need that guy. Yoli Childs talked about his athleticism and his rebounding ability, his presence. And Corbin Kafusi, when he gets back, he's just a luxury of – you know, five physical go, fouls. Go guard go Karnowski. Re, go rebound the ball, and yep. he's athletic as well. Peyton Dastrup is another guy that's coming into his own. He's, he's probably going to need some time before he feels comfortable in the offense. But, man, I mean, five guys in the post. 
I love that you feel burgers. good about, right? Yeah, and I, I wonder if anyone will redshirt. Like, I wonder if Peyton Dasher potentially could be a redshirt. Could anyone redshirt on this team, or they're just, hey, full bore, everyone go? Four guys that are comfortable with their backs to the basket, scoring with the hook shot, off the glass, in yeah. different ways. It, yeah, in all reality, your, your back to the best back scores will be Mika and Davis, and, and occasionally someone else maybe, right? You only need one, maybe two, you know what I mean? Like, it's 2016. There's hardly anybody that plays with their back to the basket. It, it's different. So to have two is a luxury for Los Cougars. Second thing for me, besides the bigs being talented, BYU is an unselfish team. Mm, yes. The offense starts with the pass and not with dribble penetration. Kyle Collinsworth was the major creator last year, and he did everything off of the dribble to get guys open. And guys were taking threes off of the dribble like Chase Fisher totally different this year yeah different personnel so different dynamics. yes BYU moves the ball so the offense is pass heavy they don't care who scores I mean I was watching last night specifically the bench just to see their reaction to whoever's scoring everybody's on their feet it doesn't matter they're so coachable and unselfish and uh, I like that I like that uh, unlike us on this show (laughs) (laughs) watching the bench is a riot (laughs) What do you think you know about BYU hoops right now? Send in your responses, hashtag BYUSN. The head coach of Southern Utah football, Demario Warren, is going to join us in just a bit. What's it like playing against his former coach and players? But next, Steve Cleveland. Who's his starting five against Princeton? Cleve's in the house, man. Let's go. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio, moving pictures on BYU TV, and our conversation is rolling right now on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. Tell us, what do you think you know about BYU basketball right now after two exhibition games? Use the hashtag BYUSN when you respond. Countdown to kickoff is live Saturday, 2 Eastern time, as we get you ready for BYU and Southern Utah. First ever meeting and a ton of connections. Kalani Sitake, if you remember, was an assistant coach in 2003 and 04 at Southern Utah. And oh, by the way, the Thunderbirds head coach the last eight years is a coach for BYU. His name is Ed Lamb. So 2 Eastern time, lots to talk about. Bowl eligibility on the line. We will talk to the uh, president of the San Diego uh, Bowl Game Commission uh, Association, Ted Tolner, tomorrow on BYU Sports Nation. Uh, so coming up 2 Eastern time, check it out Saturday. Yeah, we know how Ed Lamb feels, and if you missed that interview, you can watch it uh, by downloading the podcast or going back on the DVR to hear what the cyborg... <laughs> because he's emotionless. <laughs> <laughs> we joke, but really, it's amazing how he controls his emotions. What he thinks, if you want to see that, download the podcast and go back and watch on BYU TV's DVR function. At TX tweeting in an answer uh, for our Twitter question today to BYU Hoops, what he thinks he knows. I think I know they will be very fun to watch. I think I know they are more athletic than maybe ever. Don't be a prisoner of the moment, but they're very athletic, and it's fun. So I, remember- and I, I don't know what the 77 team's athleticism was compared to the 84, 92, and 05. I remember, <laughs> I remember a dunk that made me feel the same way that I felt when I saw Yoli Childs last night. It was Mike Hall against Air, Air Force. Force. It was, And who was the head it, ball coach? It one? was Steve Cleveland, who joins us now in Studio B. Coach... Uh, I, I, I mean, that's, that's probably the closest thing I can remember. When I saw Yoli go up and throw that thing down, I was like, man, Mike Hall against Air Force pulled me out of my seat. You know what? I can remember a couple others. Travis Hansen had a couple of amazing dunks, as well as a trail a day mm. in, uh, in the Mountain West tournament. He hit one against Air Force, in fact, and uh, late in the game that really changed the turn. So 
But Yoli's last night was really impressive. That was awesome. <laughs> it was awesome. So we're talking about what we think we know about BYU hoops. And it's early, but you've seen this team uh, during the summer practice and uh, into the fall now. What do you think you know about this team? I would agree with what you both said. Offensively, uh, in just talking to the coaching staff, they have high major offensive talent. And, I, and certainly defensively they're going to grow and develop. But I, I like that first and foremost. They have a lot of people who can make baskets. And so, and I would also concur, I hate to give you too much credit here today, <laughs> but I would also concur that they are very unselfish. And I think that's been something that they've been working on from the time the season ended last year was that we're all in. And as you said, you can look at expressions on – players' faces sometimes and get a little bit pouty or a little bit jealous. And, you know, there's none of that. They're together. They're all in. They're making the extra pass and one more. And I think that LJ last night kind of showed us a little, just a, just a vision of, of what it's going to be like and as a pass-first point guard. And, and I think that uh, certainly Elijah, who I've seen play a lot before he got hurt, uh, has the ability to do that well. So those are things I really like offensively. And I, and I do believe that because they're young sometimes and the pace they play, they're going to be mistakes. But I think defensively still on-ball defense, stopping dribble penetration, and, and, and making sure that because we're going we're gonna to be at a disadvantage at times – you know, they're going to be, they're, we're going to play against quickness and people are going to beat you off the dribble. The key thing is, where's the help? And if we're out hugging our guys and that's not, that's not working, you know, and I know at the beginning of that game last night, 18 of the first 23 points by BYU Hawaii was penetration to the hole. And then they decided to shoot 33s in the second half. Yeah, not a good decision. That, that, that started the break and then it was over. But that's one thing that I know that the coaching staff's aware of. Anybody that watches can see that, and I think that uh, they'll get better. Steve Cleveland with us in Studio B. You mentioned L.J. Rose. He's a guy that BYU is hoping can step in right away as a graduate transfer and make an immediate impact potentially as a starter. So when you're looking at what BYU puts on the floor on Monday, is L.J. Rose part of that starting five? In fact, who's your starting five on Monday? You know, I, I think your starting five was probably right Steve, on. Steve, I yeah. love this uh, interview so far with you. This is great. <laughs> L.J., I think, will be there. I think Elijah down the road, is, 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 that's going to be his position. I think L.J. can play any of the three positions. But, and I think the two of them together defensively is also a really positive. I think you're going to see that in late game situations mm. where they need to get stops that they play together. But uh, right now, I think it would be LJ, and then certainly TJ and Nick and, and, and Davis and, and Mika inside. But I, th- I think the one thing that has been established by a fifth year senior who's been in two outstanding basketball programs, everybody tells me he's great in the locker room. That's what his former coach is. He's great in the locker room, and you know what? He's great on the floor. And he's looking. He's a pass-first point guard right now. And I think the sign of a really good team is one who makes a side-to-side pass. He's open, and he throws one more, and he's even more open. And we'll talk a little bit about the bigs in a moment. But, yeah, I like that's the group I like as well. You mentioned some things uh, that you have questions about. Um, What's the biggest question mark with this team? Is Is it defense? Well, I, I think that in order for them to, like you said, be a championship team, and not only, they're, you know, they're an NC2A type team. There's no question about that. But I think that their goal right now, besides getting the NC2As, is to win the WCC. And I think that athletically, as you mentioned, I think they have that. I think they are a more patient team. Nick, I've been so impressed with Nick in the two exhibition games, even watching him at practice. 
we know that he can get a shot off at any time off the dribble, as probably TJ can too. But they're deferring, and they're playing inside out. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one thing that in the past, it's been a long time since we've had guys that can play back to the basket, come inside, get a double team, kick it back out. And, and I think that's what makes this team different and more special, is that going inside out, it, it creates problems for teams. And uh, where they've not been able to do that, as you mentioned earlier, talking about they had to do a lot off the dribble. They're not going to have to do as much off the dribble unless it's in transition. I think that's less taxing mentally and physically on players when you can move the ball with the pass, which should be a benefit to a team like BYU. Oh, no question. And this is a pretty cerebral group, and they're together. You know, I think that the one – I've been with them and watched them in practice, probably watched six or seven practices. They're very together, and, and there are no agendas here. And I, I've watched a lot of basketball teams, and you can sometimes see that people have agendas. And, and people get a little bit moody if that agenda is not being – that's not happening here. And I, and I credit the coaching staff, to be honest with you, that they've done an amazing job bringing this group together and letting them know that if you – they've got the same goals that the public has. And I, mean, I think that's important to understand that, you know, we, there's expectations. They know there are expectations. They're, LJ said this in his interview with you. We're, it's a coachable group. Yeah. It's a very coachable group. And because they want the same thing that Coach Rose wants and his staff that you all want mm-hmm. and, and that Cougar Nation wants. And that, that is not only going to the NCAA tournament, but to also win the WCC. Yeah, and that's, that's something BYU hasn't done, which is pretty crazy. As good as BYU's been, uh, they haven't won the league. Okay, so this, this team is really led by a lot of freshmen and sophomores. I mean, the, the vast majority are underclassmen. Where do you think initially we'll see the youth come out? Well, it starts with Yoli. I mean, I I, I think that you're going to see him make mistakes, but his ceiling, his upside is incredible. And and it wouldn't surprise me to see him play a major role in this game, this with this team in in mid February, late February, early March. I, I mean, he has that. Now he doesn't need to start, and I don't think it's it's an issue with him. And I think Davis starting as a senior is a good thing. But Yoli is going to have a significant role. Will he make some mistakes in the process? Yes. I think Bale and Leifson both are really good shooters if their feet are squared and they're ready. Uh, I also know that there's some liabilities defensively. I think Bale probably a little more athletic than Leifson, but they're both really savvy basketball-wise. They're very unselfish. They understand the game. Uh, but when you get into guys that are going to get up and lock into them, they're going to they're have to be strong with the ball. Those are things that I can see could be a little bit troublesome. What impresses you most about the BYU bigs this year compared to a year they're coming off when basically it was just Kyle Davis that was the, the predominant post scorer last year? Well, I love Kyle in the fact that he was one of the rare post players. Really, you mentioned it earlier. There aren't a lot of back-to-the-basket guys anymore. Everybody wants to face up and play Euro ball and shoot the three. Mm-hmm. But Kyle Davis does that. Mika does it better. And that's no disrespect to, to Kyle because he, I think he's, he's, he's been wonderful. But Mika... Mika can do a lot of different things there. Now, he ha- he's not being asked right now to step out and knock 17-footers down, but his back-to-the-basket moves are really solid, whether it's over the left shoulder or right shoulder. And I think that uh, he's, he's going to be a load for people that defend. When, they, when it comes to defending BYU, they're going to start there. Now, they know that Nick is capable of going off and dropping 30, as well as probably TJ will be, too, down the road. But defend, when you defend BYU now, you have to start with Mika in the post. And, uh, you know, the percentages, he's going to get to the free throw line a lot. Um, let's just go to Yoli just for a moment. 
I don't think his back-to-the-basket moves right now are uh, as developed as they will be. But he, when he faces up and he is so athletic that he can go by you, I think that's something that Mika and, uh, and, and Kyle can't do. Mm. And, I, and I like the fact that he brings that there. Plus, he runs the floor. He's active. And his vertical is quick. Okay? <laughs> yeah. so, you know, it's not how high you jump. It's how quick you jump. It's the first one to the ball. He's Tigger. Yeah, he Seriously. He, he, he's got quick hops. And when he gets there, he can finish around the basket. And, and it's not that Mika and Kyle and, and others can't jump. But he's, he's got a special attribute that you can't teach or coach. Yeah, yeah. Spencer used to have that. I used um, to be springy, yeah, right? I used to be like the only child. <laughs> oh, do, you, do you see this team jumping out quickly, like having a nice start to the season? Or do you think because of the youth, there might be a slip-up or two that maybe we don't see because of youth? You know, looking at the schedule, uh, I, I mean, there could be. I, there, I agree with you, both of you that Princeton – is going to be is going to test their ability to defend. I personally think that they will prepare man to man, but I also believe that we're going to see some one three one zone or some yeah. two three zone because chasing those guys and those cuts for a young team to try to guard that uh, really difficult. We Joe Scott at Air Force. We played them four or five years when they were really good. Yeah. Okay. When they were yeah. really good, they were ranked, and, and that was a nightmare to prepare for. And and you could teach and you can't teach it all, so you teach them two or three things. And then you get back to the zone. <laughs> but, you know, when you're playing them at home, when you're playing them at home, they're knocking threes down. I don't know much about Princeton right now. Maybe we'll talk more about that next week. But my thinking is that they probably shoot the ball pretty well. And it will be maybe their most difficult test in the preseason. It's Cleves Land in Studio B right now. <laughs> Still have that T-shirt, by the way, Coach. <laughs> I got to tell you a quick story. I'm on my mission. Last Sunday on my mission, guy comes to me from a ward. I don't know who he is. He says, I want to give you something. Gave me a Cleveland t-shirt. Now, I'm going to give it to you as long as I can take a picture with you. I said, not a problem. <laughs> Coach, great That's stuff. Awesome. We look forward to doing this uh, quite often moving yeah. forward. Great. Great to be with both of you. The former head coach, Steve Cleveland, dropping bits of yeah. knowledge in Studio B. And he agreed with us, so I love Cleveland yeah. coming in today. Steve's Wait until he disagrees with us. <laughs> What do you think you know about this BYU Hoops team right now? Send in your Twitter responses, hashtag BYUSN. Up next, Southern Utah football head coach Demario Warren. How have the connections to BYU changed the dynamic of Saturday's matchup? Welcome back, sports friends, on a Thursday. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. And Friday night, 9 Eastern time, we'll be live with the first round of the NCAA tournament, women's soccer, Fourth-ranked BYU, or did they climb up to three? I, I believe the uh, final NSCAA poll just came out. Uh, they'll play UNLV first round on BYU TV coming up Friday night, 9 Eastern. Our senior coordinating producer at BYU Broadcasting, Michael Miner, just uh, sent Jeremy and I a message saying, Brett Jepson of BYU shattered the backboard with a monster dunk at the pit, home of New Mexico, causing a 30-minute delay in the game. In yeah. 1999. We're, we've been talking about yeah. memorable like, dunks. Like, there are some memorable dunks, for sure. And that one, uh, Yoli's <laughs> was up there. Yeah. 30 minutes. You shattered the backboard. Holy wow. cow. Fantastic. Let's refresh today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Yoli Childs and that dunk put back part of BYU's 110-63 win last night in the second and final exhibition game. A very balanced scoring effort. Seven different Cougars scored in double figures. BYU Basketball announced this morning it signed 6'9 Colby Lee from Meridian, Idaho. He has mission plans first. BYU and Princeton opened the regular season against each other on Monday. Our 2016-17 BYU Basketball Preview Show also that day on BYUSN. Assistant Coach Tim Lacombe will join us on the game day. 
Two days away until BYU kicks off against Southern Utah at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Yesterday, Ty Detmer told the media he plans to try and get Ty, uh, Tanner Mangum in, but he's not sure when it will be. I don't know if we'll script a series in there for him because you always say, well, if, if we tell him it's the third series of the game and then you're backed up on your own one, it's not a fair position to put him in. So um, we'll see how the game's going. But, um, you know, we're going to go out to play to win the game first and then uh, see how it goes. But I, I would love to get him in. Watch Countdown to Kickoff live at 2 Eastern on BYU TV, followed by the live game on BYU TV as well Saturday. Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline to talk some more BYU and Southern Utah football is the coach of the Thunderbirds, Demario Warren. Coach, welcome to BYU Sports Nation. Oh, thanks for having me. What has preparation been like for your team this week in such a unique scenario? Uh, it's been great, great concentration, great effort. Um, we, we, we kind of got things going here the last couple of weeks, so... Um, that's what they're feeling. They're feeling pretty good, and they, they know what what uh, kind of task they're up against. So, uh, our guys have been locked in and ready to go. And hopefully, we can have another great practice today. Coach, this week is so unique in several ways. Surprisingly, it's the first ever meeting with BYU. But of course, Ed Lamb, who coached Southern Utah for eight years, is in Provo. Kean Norman and Andrade uh, transferred, and the start hit General Guilford. Of course, was there. Steve Clark, Kalani Sataki himself was an assistant there. Elias Tuiaki played at Southern Utah. I never knew there were so many connections with Southern Utah. <laughs> How has it changed maybe the dynamic of this week, if at all, for you and your team? Uh, just just the, the extra motivation when, when you play against people you know, you're going to be seeing them in the offseason. So um, just to have some bragging rights in the offseason is always good. So I think that's the only thing that changes. It just kind of gets you a little bit more motivated, a little bit more fired up. Um, I mean, but we're all pretty competitive, so each and every week is – is uh, you're, you're ready to go, but it, it just kind of if you allow it to distract you, it, it'll hurt you. But if if you use it for good and, and, and help you uh, in your everyday motivation to to lock into the moment, I think it'll help our guys. And I think our guys have been been doing that all week. And, and I think the practices and the meetings have been uh, have been have been proof of those guys really just locking in and using that as, as positive motivation. The head coach of Southern Utah football, Demario Warren, with us on BYU Sports Nation. What kind of communication will you have with any of these former Thunderbirds that are at BYU now leading up to the game, or have you had leading up to the game? And then what do you expect once the contest is over? Uh, just, I mean, we'll probably shake their hands and then talk to them, catch up a little bit on how their season's going, um, and then and how their how their wives and families are doing, and then afterwards uh, we'll, we'll shake hands and and continue to be friends. So, I mean, we've I've known a lot of those people at BYU for a long time now. I've been in Utah for nine years, so those are the people that have kind of taken me under their wing and and really helped me get to where I am at today. So, I really uh, respect a lot of those guys and and, and thankful for everything they've done for me and my family. How has Ed Lamb influenced your career, Coach? Uh, he's the only head coach I've been under, so, I mean, uh, tremendously. This is uh, everything that I know about uh, being a head coach is what I learned from him, uh, just working under him, seeing how he uh, he uh, carries himself every single day and, and how hard he works. So uh, he's somebody that, that I definitely uh, have a, a lot of uh, respect for and uh, just so thankful for everything he's done for me because if it wasn't for him I wouldn't be here so um, just just uh, happy that I was able to cross paths with him and, and learn from him and continue to learn from him. We jokingly call him the cyborg because we think that he shows very little emotion and we, and we have some laughs, laughs about that. Uh, what has your experience been like with him and his, uh, his emotionless uh, nature during football season? 
Uh, he's a machine. I don't. I don't know if he's a full human. He uh, <laughs> he, he talks about how he uh, had never been sick a day in his life, and and uh, he. he I don't, like I said, I don't know how human he is. I know he's a. Uh, he, he's some human. I know he cares about people, but yeah, he's a. Uh, he's a machine, and he, he goes about his business, and and like you said, it, just just every single day, you know what to expect and what kind of intensity he's going to bring, and and so it's uh it's yeah definitely a unique person. <laughs> What are your impressions of BYU football so far this season? Oh, just I mean, when you look at that schedule, you didn't know what their record was going to be um, coming into our game, and and to have them be five and four. I mean, they'd be some really good teams. So they're a tough physical team. Uh, Kalani's had some great defenses uh, throughout the years, and he's doing a great job of calling the defense this year. And then offensively, um, Ty Ty has a very sophisticated system that that has a lot of. Uh, a lot of wrinkles, a lot of motions, a lot of formations, and so you, you got to be prepared for a lot of different things uh, facing that offense. And then special teams having Lama, the special teams coordinator, they, they're very, very sound, tough, and physical uh, on special teams. They don't give you too much to really take advantage of, and so all those guys are doing a great job up there. And I think that the future is bright for BYU football. What are the strengths of your team, who also entered this game with a record of five and four? Uh, we're getting better. I mean, I think that's the biggest strength right now is, is we're, we're learning from the mistakes. Uh, we're, we haven't been a good fourth quarter team in the last two fourth quarters. We've kind of, our second half, we've kind of just taken off on teams and, um, our offensively, our Patrick Tyler is doing a good job of distributing the football and making good decisions, getting the ball out of his hand quickly. And then, uh, defensively, we, uh, kind of withstood some, some injuries early in the year and, and kind of finally have a, uh, 11 guys that are going out there together uh, two or three games in a row now, and those guys are starting to work together and, and being able to, to run the defense as 11, uh, a group of 11, uh, I think is, is helping us out uh, the last couple of weeks. So we're, we're hitting the strides and, and we're getting hungry and hungry for success, and I think that's a, that's a good sign for us moving forward. How will you gauge success Saturday against BYU? Uh, we don't really go for anything else besides a win. And so we, we focus in every single play, and we kind of let the results speak for themselves. But at the end of the game, we look at the scoreboard, and, and we hope to be on the winning side of it. And I, I think that's what you, you have to do. You, as football, you only play 11 games, so if you just chalk one up as a loss, uh, you're kind of shooting yourself short for 10% of your game. So uh, we're going to go in there, play, play one play at a time, and then also look at the scoreboard and see, see a W at the end of the game. Coach, it's been great to talk to you. We appreciate the time during a very busy week, and uh, we'll be sure to uh, send your greetings to the machine, Ed Lamb, <laughs> as I'm sure you will do before the game. All right. Thank you guys for having me. You got it. Southern Utah head coach Demario Warren on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. I'm shocked at how many connections there are with Southern Utah. I had no clue, and obviously a lot of those have to do with personnel, um, and, and they've never met. BYU's never played Southern Utah. And so this year's the final time, or the first time, Kalani Satake coached there. Kind of got his start after being a graduate assistant BYU at Southern Utah. So he has an affinity for it. Elias Tuyaki was there several years after Snow College. Then he went into MMA fighting. Of course, Ed Lamb, General Guilford was there the last year. Steve Clark was there the previous two years ago for six years. Before he went to Weber State. Yeah. And so there's – obviously, if I'm a Southern Utah player, I look across the way and I see all these guys. I see Keen Norman Andrade used to be my teammates. Now they're on the other team. My head coach, my secondary coach. You know, like that's pretty wild, the amount of connections of the Thunderbirds. But the best thing 
about the thunder the thunderbird mascot his name is thor <laughs> and that is awesome he does not wield a hammer though <laughs> this is like pseudo potential tryout for a lot of these southern utah well, players well that if ed lamps here and general guilford it's like if i'm a if i'm a southern utah guy hey maybe i have a chance uh Transferring to do you want? I, I don't know. Like that's not what you want to think about if you're Demario Warren. But I'm, if if I'm if I'm a Southern Utah guy, hey, I got to try out at Utah and I got to try out at BYU. And they played well against Utah, not so much offensively, but they they were stout defensively. They did a nice job in that game. They got away from him in the second half, but that was that was a uh, close-ish game. But they couldn't score. That was yeah, the issue. Yeah. So so no matter what happens in this game, BYU fans are going to be like. Well, compared to the twenty-four nothing game against Utah, fill in the blank. Oh goodness, <laughs> don't do it. Which it doesn't. Don't jump down that rabbit hole. Oh, do it. Whatever. <laughs> doesn't matter. BYU and Utah already played, and this it was is, very even. This is an amazing week. Last night we watched BYU basketball play their final exhibition, getting ready for their season opener on Monday. Oh, Tonight, twelfth-ranked yes. BYU women's volleyball continues their push for a West Coast Conference title. How quiet is what they're doing? They're ranked twelfth. Their RPI huh? is seven. <laughs> like. They're fantastic. Friday night NCAA tournament with a top five team nationally. BYU women's soccer opening up against UNLV. Yes. BYU has uh, the exclusive broadcast rights in collaboration with the NCAA. You can watch that live on BYU TV and listen on BYU radio. And then Saturday, of course, BYU Southern Utah football live on BYU TV with pregame, Love it. halftime show, but- postgame show. And then UMass next week again. You're, you're involved in all of these. I by love the way. it. <laughs> I love it. You're so a busy much. dude. This, you're a busy dude too. This is a crazy you're week, busier. and we love it. Just soak it in. This is this is what independence. This is why has brought BYU fans. Right? I'm telling you why, James. I'm, <laughs> Jim? I'm telling you why. Yes, I love it. All right, our Twitter question today, dealing with basketball. We could make it about anything after everything we just discussed, but it's about hoops. What do you think you know about BYU basketball right now at BYU LASF Jazz? Childs needs a nickname pronto, and it's going to be a year where we actually get a ton of putbacks. Manchilds? Yoli Manchilds. Yoli Manchilds. Huh? Blaine Fowler, right? Up next, Cougar Whip Round Plus. Which Cougar in the PGA tees out today? And big deal, no deal. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. <laughs> what are we doing right now? A live show in Studio B. That's what. Mm-hmm. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan hanging out. If you happen to miss this show live, you can always watch the rebroadcast weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern. The women's volleyball team at BYU is shh. ranked tw- is ranked 12th in the country. Don't Quiet, tell anybody. Quietly succeeding. They're going to quietly probably go to another Switzerland state. They're awesome. <laughs> they play Gonzaga. The Shemit Karnowskis are in town. 9 p.m. Eastern time, BYU TV, BYU Radio. Check it out tonight. Spencer Linton on the call. So many people are like, Shemit Karnowskis? What? <laughs> What's a Shemit Karnowski? You'll know when BYU takes on it's the like Bulldogs in men's basketball. Polish dude that plays for the men's basketball team. He's not <laughs> going to play for the... He puts on a wig and he plays for the women's volleyball team too. <laughs> what do you think you know about this BYU basketball team right now? Our Twitter question today, hashtag BYUSN to respond at Coog Baca says we have a lot of potential and a lot of young and inexperienced players. Hashtag give us a couple of months. In February, I want this team rocking and rolling, like at the highest level they can. That's the goal because three of the four games will be against St. Zaga, which is St. Mary's and Gonzaga. If you're new to the program. Who can make playing against BYU Hawaii and Seattle Pacific really exciting? This team can. 
It's really fun to watch Dunks, the new threes, dynamic. Yes, yeah. the, there are so many good offensive players on the floor. You never know what you're going to get. I want us to also say defensive. I know, at some point. but that's the hashtag. Give us a couple of months, yeah, right? I, no, no, true. This is a really exciting time. I, I mean, this week, as you outlined last segment, but also just in general with the talent on these teams. Let's say you're just a football fan. Fun schedule, right? Let's say you also like men's hoops. This group is exciting. What if you like all of BYU sports? Then it's amazing, right? Soccer 12, uh, excuse me, volleyball 12. Soccer, by the way, finished number four in the NSCAA uh, Number four. Amazing, right? Top five, they play Friday night. It's a fun time, man. Cross country, top 20. Just got this tweet from at Drake Pintail. Says, calm down, Spencer. Inhale. It's just basketball. I don't know that I want to calm down because this team is so fun to watch. This team is fun to watch. Where's the tourney train hat? Oh, it's over there. Yeah. Are, are you? Mm-hmm. Hold on. Season hold hasn't on. even started? Hold on. Season has not started yet. I know, but this is the perfect time normally for you. Well, we'll, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what happens during the BYU basketball season preview special on Ooh, Monday. Okay. Yeah, okay. I see why you're going there. Yeah. We'll Don't see if the hasty. tourney train makes an appearance. <laughs> <laughs> Choo-choo. No. <laughs> hey! I live in uh, I live south of here, as I've said before, uh, and I hear trains all the time. So when I hear the train, I'm like, ah, like I hear it in the middle of the night. Do you think about the tourney train when you hear that whistle? I think about the real estate loss that I will take <laughs> because a train is nearby. <laughs> That's what I think about. I'm just kidding. It's far enough away. To That's such a logical answer from Jeremy. But I do have an elementary school and a, and a Smith's being uh, built nearby, Spencer. <laughs> location, location, location. Yeah, absolutely. It's a big deal, right? So let's play Big Deal, No Deal. Big Deal. No Deal. Brought to you by Brady Industries, a provider of commercial cleaning supplies and equipment throughout the western United States for over 65 years. Brady Industries Clean Solutions, a tradition. For generations. Number one. Big deal, no deal. Seven Cougars scoring double figures last night for BYU. Why is Chase Metcalf and his mustache in the shot as well? Anyway, uh, I'll go big deal. This is good for the youth uh, to get some experience, uh, especially guys that won't normally get a lot of run. Uh, it's good for Kobe Lifeson to come in, and it's not the Cougar tip-off. It's another team. He makes four threes. This is nice. Nick Emery, by the way, I think had a bigger role on last year's team. I think there's so much more balance this year to where he doesn't have to carry the load. No, there's no pressure on his shoulders. That's yeah. nice. So I say this is a big deal because it just gives the confidence to all of the team that, hey, whoever I pass the ball to is going to score buckets. it and do it well. There are so many guys that can get buckets. That takes pressure off of guys like Nick Emery. I think that's huge. Number two. Big deal, no deal. Yoli Childs dunk didn't make Sports Center top ten. How go big deal? I didn't see the top ten. I, I don't know what was taken over it, but – this was legit, man. Like, nice push, put back. It was a great play. Why wasn't it in? Yeah, I say no deal because I think Yoli's uh, he's poised to do that quite a few times. Oh, okay. He'll have his run on SportsCenter's top basketball 10. basketball Jacob Hanneman? Yes, he will have <laughs> his run. So it would have been nice to see it, but no deal. It's very early in Yoli Manchild's career. Number three. Big deal, no deal. No BYU player had more than nine shot attempts last night. I think that's a big deal, it's not, especially in exhibition. You want to get other guys some run, and, and you talk about balance and unselfish. That is a stat that screams that. 
I want Nick Emery to take 10-plus shots. <laughs> I want him to take like 17 a game. I really do. Because he's a fantastic player. So no deal because it's BYU-Hawaii, but when the games start, I am happy if Nick Emery's taking 10-plus yeah, shots. That, yeah. You won't have a game like that the whole season, I promise. Yeah, not unlikely. Because the minutes were down for a lot of the contributors. Will BYU beat another team by 47 points this season? Uh, they don't play Utah this year, so no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding, obviously. Oh, 80,000 bucks. What's up, Larry K? Number four. Big deal, no deal. LJ Rose's debut as a BYU Cougar. Big deal. We didn't know what he'd do, and we didn't know what he'd look like, and he was fantastic. Only took two shots, four points, 10 assists, two turnovers, eight rebounds. Smooth I know it's BYU operator. Hoy. Okay? Big S- deal. That was good. I think LJ Rose starts Monday. He started last night. It's a big deal because he's worthy of the Twitter handle that he has, at 5Boogie. Which we learned. And he's Archie Rose's cousin. You remember Archie Rose? Yes. The face mask? 05, 06, that era? It's, that's his cousin. He's a calming, experienced presence on a young team. I think he has a mm. huge role bringing some maturity. And as Steve Cleveland just told us, he's really important in the locker room. And more importantly, he has a beard card. That he does. At the envy of every BYU student. I'd say it's... Males, mostly. It's a big deal. I feel way better about what BYU has in terms of experience with the addition of LJ Rose. Yes, you're right. All these freshmen and sophomores, it's not necessarily his assist-to-turnover ratio, which is really good. He led the American, by the way, as a sophomore in assists per game at 5.5. Fun he, fact. He so played fun. for Baylor and Houston. Top 100 guy at a high school. Really good. <sighs> Number five. Big deal, no deal. BYU's football game Saturday versus Southern Utah. Oh, this is loaded. Yeah, because you think Southern Utah, ah, no deal, right? But the context around it makes it a big deal. Bowl eligibility, the opportunity to see Tanner Mangum. It's another home game. It's game 10. So I'll, I'll actually go big deal on this because there's only 13 football games per year, and this is one of them. So it's a big deal no matter what. Can I just ride your coattails on that one, Jerem? Yep. It's a you big deal. You can continue deal. on this show. To ride my coach. Thank you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. The shoulders are getting a workout. <laughs> Car- I can't carrying fit BYU's Sports Nation. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with everything you just said right there. The context makes this game a big deal because BYU in their 10th game can get bowl eligible in this crazy schedule. Awesome. We, a lot of us that said, means, hey, just get to San Diego. Yeah, It'll be that, a good season, that right? That means San Diego. And that means a lot to a lot of people to get to a bowl game. Shout out to the Gas Lamp District in San Diego. We, We're coming, baby. We're coming for you. We're coming. We Big hope. deal, no deal brought to you by Brady <laughs> Industries Clean Solutions, a tradition for generations. What do you think you know about this BYU basketball team right now? Also, which Cougar is in the PGA tees, or tee off at the OHL Classic at Mayakoba? Where? <laughs> BYU Sports Nation. Presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. We come in for you. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Men's basketball. Those Cougadores route BYU-Hawaii 110-63 last night in the second and final exhibition game. Seven Cougars scored in double figures. LJ Rose started a point guard. He had ten assists, two turnovers, eight rebounds. Sophomore guard Elijah Bryan apparently had a good doctor's appointment. He had 12 minutes played last night. BYU basketball also announced the signing of six foot nine Colby Lee out of Meridian, Idaho. The Cougars opened the season for real at home against the Princeton Tigers. Yeah! 
2016-2017 BYU Basketball Preview Show on Monday as well. Assistant Coach Tim Lacombe will join us in studio. And this just in, BYU guard Nick Emery comes in at number 82 on the SB Nation College Basketball's Top 100 list. Also Gonzaga's Nigel Williams-Goss comes in at number 23 in St. Mary's. Emmett Nahr makes the list at 100. Football! Two days until BYU kicks off against Southern Utah at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Yesterday, Ty Detmer told the media he plans to get Tanner Mangum in, but he's not sure when it will be. Watch Countdown to Kickoff live at 2 Eastern on BYU TV, followed by the game live on BYU TV at 3 Eastern. Volleyball. Joltrank Women's Volleyball plays Gonzaga tonight, 9 Eastern time on BYU TV and BYU Radio. The Cougars are one game back of San Diego in the WCC standings, Spencer. Soccer. The women live on BYU TV for the first round of the NCAA tournament, hosting Mountain West Conference champion UNLV tomorrow at 9 Eastern. The final NSCAA rankings are out. BYU finishes the season at number four in the country. Cougars in the PGA. Tech players playing in the OHL Classic at Mayakoba. He tees off after the show at 1.40 Eastern time. Back to you on hole four. Thanks, Jerem. Let's go, Zach. Future guests include Ted Tolner, the president of the San Diego Bowl Game Association. He will give us insight into the Poinsettia Bowl. Who are they, they hoping want? for as a matchup in that game for BYU, assuming the Cougars get bowl eligible on Saturday, and they will. What? Tanner Mangum, two on one. Jerem, seriously asked the following question. Do you ever ask Taysom if he's tired and wants to come out of the game? Yeah, His response, pretty good. I did ask him that. Crazy, right? <laughs> and Michelle Murphy Vasconcelos, the West Coast Conference Player of the Year, will join us tomorrow. Tomorrow's loaded on a women's soccer game day. I'm so excited for this weekend. This is an amazing week. It's good to be a BYU fan right now. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. Jerem? Yoli Manchilds. Ten points on four dunks. That's what I used to do back in NBA Jam. Yes, <laughs> playing the <laughs> game was say on your player, Super Nintendo you? or on your Nerf hoop, right? Yeah, yeah, or in our office now. Holy moly, Yoli, <laughs> man child. Holy Yoli, moly, <laughs> Yoli. Oh, my goodness. What do you think you know about this BYU basketball team right now? Our elite tweet of the day from at B-Royal Blue Coog. Fire and brimstone shall rain down from Yoli Childs of the Devil. Nick Embury and TJ Hot as Heck. What? Opponents beware. What? (laughs) How is that the elite tweet of the day? (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Shout out to Ken Sadler for Jeremiah Spencer. We'll see you tomorrow at noon Eastern. Hot as heck. Haas as heck.